Welcome to Commit to Thrive. I'm Shannon. For a while now, I've been on a journey to find my truth. By challenging years of conditioning to live and act a certain way, I've become more and more intentional in all aspects. I've made it my mission to declutter my life down to the soul and help others do the same. If you want to get crystal clear about what truly serves your mind, body, heart, and soul so you can design a life of what matters most, you're in the right place. We'll dive into all the ways that clutter-free living fuels manifestation and makes it possible to bridge the gap between your current reality and the life you intend. I'm really excited to share this journey with you. I hope this podcast adds a ton of value to your life, and I'm so glad you're here. I want to give a disclaimer that today's episode will touch on a variety of topics, including loss, through my personal experience with miscarriage. My goal is to discuss this heavy topic in a way that is authentic, thought-provoking, and hopeful. I still wanted to give everyone a heads up in case they are not in a place to hear my story at this time. The truth is, sometimes things don't work out the way we envision. Either a dream just isn't coming true and we feel like we've been waiting much longer than we had hoped, or a dream has been seemingly shattered due to the end of a relationship, loss, or other disappointment that takes us back to square one. Situations like this can make us feel like there's no point in vision setting. We feel like we have no control over what happens in life, so why bother dreaming? Why bother setting goals? Why reach for anything if there's a chance we will fail again, experience pain again, or be stuck waiting yet again? My goal today is to normalize the fact that we are all faced with this notion that our dreams are not coming true at some point, and to discuss some ways that we can navigate these difficult times. The reason I chose this topic is because there's often an assumption and misconception that life coaching is all about achieving goals and winning at life and making dreams come true. And while those things are part of life coaching, life coaching reflects life. And as we know, life has its ups and downs, so coaching follows suit and responds accordingly. I never want to fall into the trap of toxic positivity or fail to recognize challenges of the human experience. I also want to use this podcast as a way to connect with people, and if I only focus on what's working in my life, I doubt many people would find me relatable, because we all have struggles. So first, I want to talk about some benefits to vision setting and why it does serve a purpose. In my Commit to Thrive program, we do a lot of vision setting before we start decluttering. 
The activities help people get clear about their ideal circumstances, which is really helpful when it comes to figuring out what is no longer serving you, what to prioritize first, where to put energy, and how to create aligned goals. I love vision setting, and you'll probably hear about me talk about it again. So I do see a benefit to vision setting. It's really fun. We get to dream big and look around at all the possibilities that life has to offer and look at the endless potential. And while this can feel invigorating and empowering and add a lot of value to our lives, we still have to be prepared for unexpected challenges that may arise. In other words, the visions we create for our lives are an important part of the puzzle, but there are other pieces in the mix too, like our choices, genetics, habits, energy, divine intervention, universal guidance and the forces of nature, and just the mysteries of life. Obviously, we can't control 100% of what happens in our lives and how things play out, but that doesn't mean we should just wander aimlessly. For that reason, I do vision setting in my own life every couple of years and create a big picture plan of some hopes and dreams. In 2022, one of the hopes of mine was to have another child. I wrote it down really nonchalantly when I was writing out my vision, almost like I was a child, like writing a list to Santa. Like, of course, this is going to happen if I ask for it. I was pretty sure of it. So I started to do all the things that are recommended, like clearing a space for the child and thinking about them and talking about them and making healthy choices for my own body so that I would be ready in case they did come to me. And in December of 2022, I found out that I was pregnant with baby number four. And I was really excited. Everything was going well. And at the eight-week appointment, they detected a heartbeat. So I assumed that we were in the clear. And I had no other reason to believe otherwise. Until around 11 weeks when I started having some concerning symptoms and decided to go to the ER. And while I was there, I was still pretty sure that everything would turn out fine. But unfortunately, I was wrong. And when they did the ultrasound, they no longer detected a heartbeat. And I remember just feeling completely devastated like it couldn't even be real, like it felt like a scene from a movie. And I kept just imagining that they were going to walk back in and say, oh, sorry, you know what? We made a mistake. Like we had your chart swapped with someone else's and actually like everything's fine with your baby. But nobody came in with good news. They just came in and started talking to me about my options and I slowly learned that like this was real and that's when I was like completely devastated. I was also very humbled to be reminded that just because I want something it doesn't mean that it's going to happen on my timeline if at all. So this leads us to the first thing that we can do when dreams aren't coming true. Feel all the feelings. 
You have a right to feel however you feel. You have a right to feel one thing one minute and an opposite feeling a minute later. You have a right to not even be able to put your feelings into words. You have a right to not want to talk about how you're feeling or to want to talk about it a lot. You have a right to share your feelings or not, but the important thing is to feel them. In my case, I gave myself some time to just be super sad about it. I didn't try to cheer myself up or jump into I'm so strong mode or let's look on the bright side mode. And because I gave myself that space, I truly do think that that allowed me to heal. Feeling all the feelings is understanding that we might feel sad, mad, disappointed, and a variety of other emotions all at the same time. When dreams don't come true, and either we are actively facing disappointment, or we're just stuck in limbo waiting for what feels like forever for our dream to come true, we may deal with feelings in layers. For me, I remember getting through sadness and then came dread. I just dreaded having to tell people. I dreaded having to explain it to my kids who already knew that I was pregnant. And at the time, my oldest was eight and my middle was six. And so they definitely understood that I was pregnant and they were having another sibling. My two-year-old didn't really understand, but... Um, I mean, telling the older kids was was really hard. And then after dread came confusion. Like, what should I do now? At the time, I was 38, and now I'm 39. So I was like, is this the end of my journey? Like, what do I do next? And I'm still a little bit confused, in all honesty. And then after confusion came guilt. I felt guilty for wanting four kids when I already had three. Like, why couldn't I just be happy with our family? I felt awful about that. Almost like by me wanting more, I caused this to happen. I felt like, oh, I should have just been grateful for what I had. And that led to a lot of feelings of guilt. And just when I would think I was done feeling, some other feeling would pop up and I would be like, gosh, this definitely is a process, isn't it? So, you know, anyone who's ever grieved understands that it's not something that you just go through once and then you're done. It definitely comes in layers and in waves. And so when I say like feel all the feelings, it means forever. It means allow yourself to get upset about something years later. It means feeling a new feeling about a situation that you thought you were clearly over or healed from. It's a process. So that's one thing that I've learned is just feeling all the feelings. And it sounds really obvious, but like we are so conditioned to push feelings away and be strong and move on. And we really have to slow down, pay attention to how we're feeling, and then understand that it's not going to always be logical. You know, sometimes a feeling will crop up years down the road. The next thing we can do is show gratitude. Now you may say, Shannon, I thought you weren't all about the toxic positivity. Why are you suggesting gratitude in the midst of tragedy or suffering? 
Now, if I suggested this as a first step, it wouldn't be healthy because it would cover up the plethora of emotions that need to be felt. But as a second step, I do believe it's really grounding and hopeful. In my case, I'm thankful for the ability to empathize with others who are going through loss. I'm grateful for the people who helped me, the medical care that I received, my own well-being, and the fact that despite the fact that I lost the baby at a physical that I had at the doctor's about a week later, everything looked really great for me. And I seemed to be completely healthy and was told, you know, one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. And so, you know, you can blame it on any variety of factors, but the truth is this happens. Women experience this at many ages because, of course, I was blaming my age. And they said, yeah, it could be that, but we see miscarriages of women of all ages. I'm also grateful for the reminder that I don't have all the answers and that my life will continue to unfold in ways that both dazzle me and dishearten me. And that's a journey of life. I'm grateful for my life force and the ability to feel deeply, even though it's painful. The next thing we can do is accept the mystery. People often say things like, one day this will all make sense, or one day you will look back and understand why this needed to happen. And while that may be the case, I found something very healing and comforting in accepting the mystery of life. Accepting that this may never make sense And this allows us to move on from the idea that we need to be waiting to find purpose. Letting it just be what it is and leaving it at that frees us. The last part of the process is deeply connecting with others by sharing our experience. This does not necessarily mean that you need to share your story on a podcast, but you can take small opportunities to connect in ways that you feel comfortable with. Cheering up a colleague who feels like they're never going to reach their goal or being honest on social media when we often feel really selective about what we share And that might not appeal to everyone, but I did see a friend of mine share on a story a couple of days ago, and she was sharing about the challenges that she was having currently in adopting a baby. And while I watched her story, I just thought, wow, what an amazing person who's willing to share her struggles, as hard as that may be, and be that vulnerable because that really allows other people to realize that they're not alone. And even though maybe that wasn't her goal, I think any time that we're honest about our suffering or, you know, our challenges in our human experience, we can connect with others because others can understand us and others can understand themselves better too. 
Another way we can connect is just simply reaching out to a friend who's struggling and then reaching out again if they don't respond, giving them another chance. These are all ways that we can close the loop and come full circle. When dreams don't come true, we often vividly recall the details of those experiences. It's painful, but also so powerful because there's so much life force embedded in those moments. As humans, those experiences shape us, test us, teach us, and humble us. Whether you've experienced loss, the ending of a relationship, or just frustration around a dream that is not materializing, my hope for all of us is that when our dreams don't come true, we honor our feelings, find the good, accept the mystery, and then let our experiences connect us with others who need to know that they aren't alone. If you are willing to listen to this entire episode, it says a lot about you as a person and your willingness to embrace all of the human experience. As a recap, I'll go through the steps one more time, but I'll use them in present tense with my current feelings about my situation with losing baby number four, and I will give my insight on how I'm feeling today. So that's the first question. Start by asking yourself, how are you feeling? So today I'm feeling at peace. I feel hopeful that we'll be guided to the right number of kids for our family. I truly am open to the possibility of adding to the family, but also open to it not happening. So I think that that is like a a different place um, than I was in a year ago because a year ago I felt like we really wanted four kids and it was going to happen and it needed to happen and I just felt like that, you know, was the, the only way it could be. And now I'm very open to either route. And so what can I be grateful for? I'm honestly grateful for the soul growth. I think anytime you experience extreme emotional pain, regardless of the reason, it changes you on a very deep level, like a soul level. And it's something that's almost hard to put into words, but it definitely has been a growing experience for me. And I feel very grateful for that growth. When it comes to accepting the mystery, I do feel like I have done that. Like I I am not questioning questioning it anymore. I'm not wondering like why did this happen and asking all those questions that don't have answers. Like I really do feel like I've come to terms with the fact that I don't know why this happened. And as far as connecting with people, I think this podcast episode is an attempt at that. But I also know that in the future, when I meet other people who have gone through the situation, I will be able to empathize with them. And even if, you know, they don't want advice or they don't want to hear me share my story at that time, like just me knowing how it feels um, will help me connect with people who are experiencing loss because I experienced it too. 
I really appreciate you and I would be honored if you share this with a friend who could use this message right now. And just remember, we're all in this together. I'll see you next week.